0: breathing in air the fake ain't phony they just seeing impaired cuz you believe what you see or believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair cuz pretty people seem welcome to the voices in my head the intro and outro music is west and coast by the high council We can check them out on soundcloud Welcome back. If you've been enjoying my podcast and YouTube channel, please hit that like and subscribe button. It would really help me out. I am back with an update on yesterday's episode about the sexcapades of of the North Carolina Republican House Speaker. I did an episode where he was being sued by a husband or soon-to-be ex-husband of a woman that he was accused of having an affair with. And North Carolina is one of five states that allows betrayed spouses to sue the affair partner in civil court for alienation of affection and seek compensation damages for the affair. And here is a former council member of a town within North Carolina is suing the House Speaker who happens to be Republican for having an affair with his wife while they were married and also accusing him of trading sexual favors for political favors, some type of quid pro quo, and also engaging in group sex for these political favors. And that was off the Daily Mail. And if you're on YouTube, you're actually watching, you're actually seeing that article that I have. Well, I have an update on that. This is going to get crazy. I I get excited about this just because of the craziness and how insane our world's going to become. And this is on WB btv.com this article is dated june 20th 2023 the headline is exclusive more that's the nc speaker of the house more breaks silence responds to lawsuit allegations new lawsuit accused nc house speaker of using power for sexual relationships and i'm not going to play the interview if you want to go out there and watch the interview i'm going to just read the article it starts off with house speaker tim moore he's a republican from cleveland North Carolina, made his first public remarks in response to a lawsuit accusing him of using his power to continue a sexual relationship with a state employee. Moore sat down exclusively with WBTV chief investigator reporter Nick Oshner on Tuesday afternoon. The lawsuit was filed late Sunday by the estranged husband of a woman who works as the executive director of state office that represents the clerks of Superior Court. According to the lawsuit, Moore and the woman Jamie Lassiter began a sexual relationship in 2019 that continued until at least 2022. The lawsuit claimed that Lassiter felt she could not end the affair for fear of retaliation for her and the state agency she led. Now, the husband is alleging that, not the woman. Moore acknowledged having a relationship with Lassiter, but said she was separated at the time. He strongly pushed back on the lawsuit's other claims in his comments on Tuesday. So he has admitted to having a sexual relationship with this woman. However, he is saying, hey, it's not. My problem because they were separated and we'll get into whether that was true or not. And that's still to be decided. So here's a quote for more. The allegations that I had a relationship with Mrs. Lassiter, I've admitted that that's true, but I thought it was appropriate because she was separated and I was divorced. All this salacious stuff that other people are talking about is absolutely 100 percent false. More said so. He admits to having the affair, which I was talking about yesterday. We weren't sure whether that was true or not, but he says he is divorced, so he's allowed to be in a relationship with any other person that he wants. And that he thought she was separated. Now the question then, what we come down to, were they legally separated? Was Mrs. Lassiter separated from her husband? Mr. Lasseter. And that's where this is all going to boil down to. And it'll boil down to is what did Mrs. Lasseter tell more? Because if he if she said, hey, no, we're separated. I'm free game. We, We can do whatever we want together. And he is led to believe that she is available. He may not be held accountable in a civil court. Now, once again, not an attorney, not a legal scholar, I'm just theorizing and just thinking about the different angles that his defense attorney is going to try to argue against that, yeah, we knew she was separated, or at least I was told she was separated, and we go from there. Back to the article, Moore sat down for an interview minutes after addressing members of the House Republican Caucus for the first time. In the interview, Moore said he was preparing to file a response to the lawsuit and would also file a counterclaim. He did not provide specifics of what the counterclaim would entail. I would assume it would be defamation of character, slander, whatever, You know, something you're impugning my character by saying that I was trading sex for political favors, some type quid pro quo, and that I'm engaging in group sex for political favors. And that I pressured this woman to have sex with me in order to gain my political power and support for whatever, or to keep her job, some type of quid pro quo, which is the basic of any sexual harassment claim. Back to the article, Lasseter, I'm assuming this is Mrs. Lasseter, has also pushed back on the lawsuit claims. Now, that's that's going to be pretty strong, because if the wife is saying, no, this isn't true, and as I said in yesterday's episode, a lot of times these cases are won because The wayward spouse is trying to get back with the betrayed spouse. So they're trying to reconcile. He or she is trying to reconcile. And they will then accuse the affair partner of knowing that the person was married and was not separated, and the the affair partner was a willing participant in the affair with full knowledge of the relationship that he or she had with their spouse. That's usually the way it goes, at least the ones I've read about. This one's different because the wife is saying none of this is true. So Mr. Lasseter has to have some very strong evidence to show that the affair that started in 2019 was when they were legally married and they were not separated because once you're separated in in north carolina i'm going to get to laws on that she can do whatever she wants so when did the separation occur that's going to be the big question that the courts will have to decide back to the article lassiter through an attorney issued a statement disputing the lawsuits allegations of calling them outrageously defamatory quote, the claims are not only false, but impossible as we have been separated with the signed separation document for years, her statement said. Once again, if they have a signed separation document, then they are separated. So in North Carolina, you have to be separated for at least one year before you can become officially divorced. However, sometimes they may be separated for five or 10 years before they seek official divorce. And also depending on how long the lawsuit, you know, the divorce carries out. If there are arguing. Over kids and money and assets, it can drag on for years. So they have a signed separation document. What's the date on that? Does she have receipts? Does it really have his signature? Is it a forgery? Is it notarized? I mean, all the, the stuff that the the attorneys and the judge are, are going to look at, and then the question is, when did their affair begin, and what wh- how does that compare to the date on that document? Because if it's prior to that document, then Moore is going to be in trouble. If it's after the date on that document, then he's pretty free and clear, at least according to the, the, law, the law of North Carolina. Back to the article. The statement went on to say, without elaboration, that Scott Lasseter has been the one to hurt her career. So she's saying he's the one doing it. Quote, our marriage was a nightmare. And since I left him, it has gotten worse. Her statement continued. We are reaching the end of our divorce process. And this is how he's lashing out. I plead with you to respect my privacy and don't give this unhinged man a platform to harass and humiliate me further. So obviously wifey's not playing with this. She's saying, nope, he's crazy. And this just proves his craziness. And just going back to the top of the article, Moore admitted that he, his relationship started in 2019. So the big if is, what's the date on that signed separation agreement? Now, talking about today, I'm going to run back to yesterday's Daily Mail article because it actually had something here. And it was in the second to last paragraph. And it says that Scott Lasseter and Jamie Lasseter officially separated on January 11, 2020. 23, according to the lawsuit so does he have a different document than hers because she says in her document that they've been separated for a while for right here the claims are not only false but impossible as we've been separated with a signed separation document for years so which is it did they legally separate in january of 2023 or did they separate prior to to the affair starting, or the relationship starting in 2019. That's really what it's going to boil down to. Uh, just getting into the, the craziness, and I came across a this funny article, and it was on Axios Raleigh, and it's Axio.com. There's no date on this, but the headline is, in the quote, breakfast chain booth where it happened there's a tweet from kirk ross no idea who that is and it says kids if you ever grow up to become speaker of the north carolina house of representatives just stay the hell out of breakfast joints (laughs) And here's in the article. You may have read this week about a certain southern chain restaurant in a context you didn't expect. Over a breakfast at a Raleigh Biscuitville, a lawsuit claims House Speaker Tim Moore confessed his sexual relationship with a state employee and also implied to the woman's husband, quote, that he could use his power to be held a speaker in some way to benefit now, I said yesterday that he was in a restaurant. I didn't realize it was in a Biscuitville. The article continues the big picture. If that's true, it's not the first time a major North Carolina politics scandal has played out at a popular breakfast chain. <laughs> Flashback. Former North Carolina House Speaker Jim Black, who happens to be a Democrat, so once again, this isn't all... Republicans, like I've said, both parties suck. Both parties are slimy. Tim Moore is Republican. Jim Black is a Democrat. Met a former state re- representative at a Salisbury IHOP 20 years ago to hand over 50000 in checks and cash awarded because the representative switched parties so that Black, a Democrat, could remain. Speaker. So he paid off someone to leave the Republican Party, come over to the Democratic Party so he can remain Speaker. So I guess it was it was a almost a tide split or he it was 49 to 50 Republican. He got him to switch over. So it's 50 to 49, whatever the numbers were, but he could say House Speaker. Spoiler. Both were ultimately sentenced in the bribery scheme. So they both got in trouble. Bonus. In 2019, more and Senate leader Phil Berger, brought a bag of Bojangles to a meeting with Democratic Governor Roy Cooper in hopes that their breakfast biscuits together would result in a compromise on the state budget. It did not i I to love that. Now, once again, I love Bojangles biscuits. I they To me, they are the best biscuits out there, better than Hardee's. I do love their sausage, egg and cheese biscuits. The best in the world. But I think I would have been sweared if I was the governor. Bring me a bag of Bojangles biscuits. Yeah, I'm probably on your side. But then again, I'm not a politician. Back to the article. The lesson here, we think, is don't take political meetings at breakfast chain. Or more likely, there's no lesson here at all. And the alleged December Biscuitville meeting is just another example of the strangeness of Southern. Politics. Now, it's it's not, it's just all politics. This one is just, it's showing the redneck part of politics, where in New York or California, you may see a different type of politics. But yep, Southern politics. I love it. So now let's get into what is the definition in North Carolina for legal separation. So I am on nor- nccourts.gov and this there's an article about separation and divorce and its ways and requirements to end your marriage or domestic partnership including separation, divorce, property, alimony and enforcement. So it begins with how can I get legally separated in North Carolina? So this is like an FAQ. A separation agreement or other written document is not required to be legally separated in North Carolina. To be considered separated from your spouse, you need to be living in different homes and at least one of you needs to intend the separation to be permanent. Mr. Lasseter is saying they officially signed a a separation agreement in 2023. The wife, Mrs. Lasseter, is saying we've had a sign legal separation agreement years ago, which we don't know when. The question, according to at least the way I'm reading this, the separation began when I'm assuming Mrs. Lasseter left their marital home, decided to move out on her own, And in her mind, this marriage was unrepairable. It was never going to work out. She was definitely going to divorce her husband. There was no way she was going back with him. And in court, she's the only one that can say whether they plan to get back together unless he can show some type of text or email or recorded conversations of her discussing reconciliation. I mean, signed agreements are probably the best. The real question is, when did she leave her house? Did she sign a lease on an apartment in 2018 or at the beginning of 2019, January 2019? And the relationship with the Speaker of the House began in June of 2019. So she has an apartment lease saying, I moved out six months before we started our relationship. And in my mind, we were not getting back together. That would meet the legal requirement of separation. Obviously, agreements are better because they're in writing. So who really has the better document and what type of receipts does Mrs. Lasseter have to say she left the marital home? When did she leave? And at what point did she decide this marriage was never going to be reconciled and would only end in divorce? Now, since both are saying they have separation agreements, they he- have been here. What is a separation agreement? A separation agreement is a private contract between spouses who are separated or plan to separate very soon. A separation agreement includes agreed upon terms dealing with various issues related to the separation, such as which spouse is responsible for certain bills, whether one person will continue to live in the marital home, or where the children will live. A typical separation agreement includes the details of separation, property division, spousal support, and if there are children children, child custody, and support. That's just normal basic contract. That's usually if both parties are are agreeing to the separation. Both parties want the divorce. It's easy to sit down and come up with a contract. They can write their own. They can hire attorneys. They can do whatever they want. As the first paragraph said, agreement is not required. It is just very helpful. And then to the second a third question, do I need a separation agreement? A separation agreement is not required to be legally separated from your spouse. However, a separation agreement can resolve many of the legal issues involved in the end of the marriage. For example, you can decide how to divide your property, whether one or you will pay alimony to the other. In some situations, spouses may request that the separation agreement become part of their final divorce order. Spouses who are able to resolve the issues Related to their separation through a separation agreement can make these decisions themselves and avoid the need to go to court. Once again, it's back to that separation agreement or... When did Ms. Mrs. Lasseter leave their marital home and can she prove that by some type of document, some type of home lease, purchasing a home, doing something where she moved out on her own and she can then testify that she was never getting back to her husband. And according to basically to her statement, she she's not a big fan of her husband. She thinks very lowly of her husband and that he is pretty much crazy and causing her all types of problems. Once again, yesterday, I was skeptical about whether the affair or what was going on, whether it was just a upset spouse making wild accusations. Well, some of the accusations are true. And now you have to wonder, are the other accusations true? We will have to see. And I am sure this is just going to get better as we go along. And if it does, I'll keep everybody posted. Thanks for listening.